0: Oh, hey, sorry, I didn't see you there. Actually, I've been meaning to talk to you. I'm the editor of this podcast. You may have noticed a couple random weeks
1: off here and there. That's me. That's my fault. The guys, they do great work. Always
0: consistent. But listen, we're back on track now. Every Friday, you're going to hear us right here, okay? And if we're going to take a week off, I'm going to make sure you know about it. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Now let's get back to this artsy-fartsy highbrow movie podcast. you like... You could say 69 is a pervy thing, but 69 is also an act that you commit of love between two people. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It? film podcast. I can get lost with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics. We're not going to be throwing numbers at you. We're just going to ask at the end of the conversation, so did you like it? I am Sir Square and joined as always with my co-host.
2: I'm the professor's number one assistant.
0: I couldn't hear you with the professor's jode in your mouth. Could you say that again? Oh,
2: man. <laughs> man. 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 That's fine cuz I fucked up anyways. I was supposed to say apprentice. <laughs> Uh, not assistant but anyways we're also joined by special guest what gives you the right to call yourself a special guest and who are you well i'm jake
1: nan gentlemen and uh yeah i know i'm usually here but you know what uh i'm gonna i'm gonna speak a lot more
2: what? Yeah, Nan, our guy in the chair, who's always here for every episode. He's always here whenever we need him, and rarely says anything. Um, is brought in as a special gu- last-minute special guest because a he brought he, he's the one that brought this movie to our attention, and two he's the only one who knows a damn thing
0: about the Layton series. That is right. Uh, for of Animation, we checked out Professor Layton and the Eternal Demon. Uh, diva, not Demon, sorry. I was like, this is a whole other movie. It was the Eternal Demon, which I'm kind of here for. Uh, directed by Masakazu Hashimoto. Screenplay by Aya Matsui. This is a story that takes place within the timeline of the original trilogy of the popular games Professor Layton, um, which, to be honest, you don't have to have played these games to, have, to watch this movie. Uh, I came into this with zero information at all. About this movie, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. I was able to pick up what like, was going on, what they were throwing down, pretty quickly.
2: Sure, I, I think to I think you can watch this without knowledge, but I think you get more out of it. And maybe Nan can elucidate on that for us. Uh, if you have played the games or know anything about the series, because, yeah, it, there's there's what I call, like, the mom test. And if anyone who has that mom who likes to ask questions during movies, you know what I'm talking about, where I become that guy. I'm like, wait, who's that person? Wait, do they know them? Wait, this sounds, this seems like a recurring character. This has to be, like, a character that they've already established. If you start getting those kind of questions out of me, I'm like, that's the mom test. And that's like, hmm... <laughs> you know, is there things that could have been gleamed for you know the that maybe we weren't privy to going in completely blank? Like for a instance, uh, a lot of the main characters, like I think the diva herself, I'm like, okay, this could have just been like, yeah, maybe they were invited. He could have just you know known her or just met her or something like that or something. as well as the main villain of the uh, uh, of the episode who or, or episode of the movie. Who I'm just like, I don't know. This seems real wild. He has to be have been
0: established before, right? I mean, yeah, most likely.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, the main bad guy is actually recurring. This is actually takes place in the prequel uh, trilogy. Uh, the first, the first three games were you know the Professor Layton trilogy, and then the next three games were actually prequels Ooh, I didn't to know the games.
2: That many Layton games?
1: Yeah, there's like six. <laughs> there's like another well. Anyways, there was was quite a few.
2: What was really funny, though, and this is getting into a spoiler territory very early, um, is like, I think the fucking main bad guy just falls off the mech and down to the ground from an unreasonably high height that we show is dangerous in that we don't want our good guys falling down that height. And then after he falls down and we don't see him for the rest of the movie, Nan just kind of remarks, I haven't seen him since that last game. (laughs) I'm like, wait, did he die? I don't know. It's, I always think it's one of those, you don't see the body, like so like, eh, you know, are they dead, are they not? It's not confirmed. But it's like, I haven't seen him since the the la- the, the other game in the trilogy that I played. I'm like, what? I
0: always, I, when I saw that, I thought that was just a call out to the Reichenbach Fall. Is that the
2: guy who invented popcorn? No, the
0: Reichenbach Fall is the uh, final <laughs> battle between Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes in the original series. And at the end, like, you don't know. Is that not where both fall? They do both fall, fall, but, I mean, there were always Sherlock stories that were coming out after that. So, it was, like, you could make your inferences if you want. But when it came to Moriarty, you just didn't know. You didn't Mm. know. Yeah. And it's kind of that Eh. really good writing style or that, that trope you find where, like, if you've got a good villain and you don't want to lose them, and it's not a situation where, like, overusing the villain is going to diminish their character, It's always good to use that, the Reichenbach fall, where it's just like, are they dead? You may find out. You may never find out. We'll see how good you are as fans.
2: Hmm. Didn't the show Sherlock do that, but like, it kind of just got worse from after that point? Actually,
0: no. I actually enjoyed the later... Seasons of Sherlock. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I
2: I only saw like the first two episodes. I thought they were fine. I just didn't bother to keep up with it, but I actually heard it got pretty
0: bad after that. I mean, it's always going to be an I opinion. Like there are people that still love Doctor That's Who fair. and I can't get that, but you know what? I'm happy for you Whovians. That's right. I'm happy for you. You people. I called them Whovians, not your Lunzies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what? Professor Layton is pretty Sherlock Holmesy and kind of Indiana yeah, Jones kind of crossover. This is exactly like, what like the English two are. gentleman kind this, of version. This
0: is Indiana Jones. Yes. He is a professor at a college uh, that is an no, archaeologist. An archaeologist that is known far and wide. And he also has the ability to use the Mind Palace to put clues together that Sherlock Holmes is famous for using. So I was just like, and, okay, cool, let's go for it.
2: And he'll f- he'll fight a motherfucker with a sword with a lead pipe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he does. He did take fencing in college. They did showcase that. That's,
2: wait, he's not even like an experienced fencer. He's like, oh, I took a classic. Well, oh, no, no, no.
0: He's an experienced <laughs> okay. fencer who
1: started in college. Would, like, but here's I had the question. An elective.
0: Here is the question. Would Professor Layton use a gun? This is for Nan. No. Professor Layton wouldn't use a gun? Okay, so he's he would not. he's less uh, Indiana Jones and more Sherlock Holmes, I feel.
1: Yes. That's definitely... And more
0: like book Sherlock definitely Holmes. more... We're talking about the books here. We're not talking about any of the adaptations.
1: So no discombobulate?
0: No discombobulate. Damn. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, he he's a gentleman after all. He resorts to Fisicuffs as a last well.
0: resort.
2: The discombobulate was fifty. <laughs> so I'm saying it was the, is the last
1: resort.
0: But
2: the discombobulate, last resort. Okay, it's not gentlemanly to discombobulate. No. Leighton is okay. a is a
0: kind character, and uh, I know later adaptations have kind of skewed the character. But in the original, like Arthur Conan Doyle stories, like he's not a mean person. He's a little bit.
2: I think you meant Sherlock. Yeah,
0: I'm talking. No, Arthur Conan okay, Doyle. Leighton. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Leighton himself. Is. I was talking about Leighton, and then I just talking about Leighton. Now you're talking about source material. Yes. Sherlock Holmes has been skewed from adaptations, but in the original stories, he's not mean. He's a little bit awkward. Like he says things that's like, man, I really wish I knew what it was like to live in a slower world than the one I live in. Like, and he doesn't mean that in a mean way. He means that in a very curious, like, I really wish I could. Isn't he a little dismissive and disconnected? Not really. Not too much so, and as in terms of like later versions of him. He's just yeah, you know, well, I, well he's always high mean, like, too. An you know, he's sociopath. always He's always got <laughs> cocaine mean, like, injected okay. up his ankle, so you you know, you're never going to get him on a sober moment. That's fair. Yeah. Oh. Uh, then that was the second question. I, does Leighton do cocaine? Does not. Okay, so it is a little that bit more. It may that, be a little bit not more. Not that
2: I know of. Maybe more than know jokes. of, but but he's got a companion who talks to animals supposedly, allegedly.
1: He does, in fact, talk to animals.
2: <laughs> I have uh, seen Nan play some of the games. I do know he talks to animals, but in this one, he's like, "Don't worry, I could speak to animals." And then he's like, "Yeah, no, these wolves don't give a fuck." Let's get <laughs> out of here. That's 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 very accurate. Which yes. they they were being mind controlled. Uh, yeah, this is a weird movie to talk about. Yes, the wolves are being mind controlled through an ear uh, device. I don't know. Yep. Hey, man. Sound yeah.
0: waves transmitted towards these, like, receptacles in the ears, like, it causes a hypnotic effect in which they only take, like, I don't know, instructions through different wave vibrations that create a certain pulse that gives the whole, like, attack vibe. I don't know. Well, sorry, professor- you lost
2: me at woo. Professor
1: Layton does, for the most part, is pretty grounded. But deals with like the fantastical and like the whimsical sort of thing.
2: <laughs> it's hard to to imagine this this series. Is Grounded, yeah, man, I'm with sorry. Linathan. The first half hour, sorry, Nan, our, man. our, our <laughs> opera house has trap floors that put people supposedly to their death, allegedly. Which not really. Our opera house is a boat. breaks off. <laughs> Into to a fucking cruise ship. I said somewhat. <laughs> that is
0: not somewhat. Nah.
2: Because,
1: okay, like I said, it deals with a fanta- uh, So,
0: they get
2: kind of- They get, like, mythical and mystical ideas, and they try to root them in some degree of science and or something- comprehensible i think yes that there you go uh cause can words better yeah so it's like there's still magic like they still have all this talk about like oh yes and then there was this ancient civilization and they found the the vial to immortality and all that stuff and you know they discovered it but it was too late to save their queen and so now this blah 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 and we're trying to find the, the vial to immortality so people can live forever uh and then it turns out um kind of actually sweetly very very sweetly uh for our poor mortal lives that immortality is just never being forgotten immortality is the memories and the you know the ideas that you leave behind um so yeah that's all it is it's grounded in that way but then you get a big fuck off castle that turns into a mech
1: told- and we
2: fight it and beat it with a jalopy helicopter <laughs> And a lead pipe!
1: And some quick wit.
2: Luke kind of figured out a way to both save and wreck the shit. Uh, Also, also, one of my favorite things, not only is it a big castle that turns into a giant fuck-off mech, it's controlled by an organ. The fucking musical piano organ. (laughs) The man is playing the most fucked-up, awesome, like, uh... Uh, Phantom of the Opera bullshit and that's making this thing swipe at this fucking helicopter <laughs> not only that that organ
1: plays every orchestrator uh, instrument
2: it plays quite a few instruments yes uh, and it also powers the machine that puts the memories and uh, 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 personality of an of, of a man's dead daughter into uh girls. <laughs> and so what can't this magical organ do <laughs>
0: to those who are a little bit confused we should maybe explain that the plot of this film is professor Layton is given a invitation to an opera uh, by an, an old associate he goes to the opera which leads to a game of death for what is being promised as the vial of eternal life which leads to a few members of this said party being able to discover an island that leads to an old city that has been uh, fabled throughout time, being rediscovered.
2: Ambrosia, ambrosia. right? Ambrosia. is the uh, vial for eternal life.
0: Just in case you were wondering what they were talking about. Okay, continue. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, well, So in in doing that, they also have trials and all that stuff, and uh, supposedly, so the winner, the one winner, gets gets uh, ambrosia, and everyone else. It has to die there or at least one person that was promised yeah and oh man they hit you so early on with like well i'm gonna get that vial i only have six months to live this is my key this is it uh I, oh i'm gonna get this for my grandpa he's only got one month to live oh i need to get this vial because since a career-ending leg injury uh this is the only way that i'll be able to get rehabilitated ever to be back to my former self. So we got some people who are just like, oh, like I fucking need this. <laughs> if I'm going to
1: continue with what I want to continue with mm. or, or help to live. Yeah. And then, yeah, it hits off real hard and demonstrates that, uh, you know, this shit. If, you know, this shit's quote unquote real in that right when the game starts, people are just dropped.
2: Yeah, everyone who tries to run away cuz okay, so it's really kind of actually really cool. I want to describe this scene a little bit as best as I can remember. Um we have like the whole uh, uh opera that happens and it's this beautiful story of this the civilization I actually that they're talking about where this, you know, queen or princess who, you know, was dying, and they're trying to get her eternal or, you know, eternal life, whatever, just to save her, Uh, and they fail, and she dies. So, you know, they're having that opera reenacted, but then after that, like, this weird puppet man, who's, like, gangly and moves all weird, whatever, comes, drops down, and, like, yeah, there's, like, this voiceover saying, like, yep, here's the death game, you get eternal life or death, and you have no choice, you're participating in this by being here. So a shit ton of people, like, run away, just to try to get out of there. Uh, and yeah, they're just, anyone who tries to escape dropped immediately into a pit in the floor, never to be seen until eventually later the movie reveals that they were dropped into a submarine or submersible of some kind and sent back to land. But everyone participating for all intents and purposes probably believes that they're dead. And, uh,
1: Professor Layton's in this because he was invited and it takes a few people by surprise. It's like, oh shit, what's he doing here? Well, maybe this will make things more interesting.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of... Like, one, he's a uh, notorious, well-known, I guess, puzzle solver, solver it seems. Yeah. And he's... so the people... Or at least mystery solver. So, you know, there's yeah. that. Um, like the Scooby-Doo game. He's basically the Scooby-Doo, but with a gentlemanly, you know, tilt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and much more fame and fortune. And then, uh, then uh, uh, yeah, we have... Scenes of other characters go or characters going up to other characters and be like, you got to stop him. He's not supposed to be here. Why is Leighton here? And you're like, oh, wasn't he invited?
1: <laughs> he was invited by the singer who, like I said, had her reasons. But at the beginning, it just seems like she's inviting a friend. Yeah. So it all seems accidental. But yeah, no, the uh, death game starts off quick and then immediately starts off into a puzzle. And that's the big draw of the game. The game is
2: loads of puzzles. Yeah, it's some logic and, you know, um, math and thinking puzzles, all that kinds of stuff. I I got so, like ooh, like shaking my fist because like when the first puzzle pops up, it. I've seen Nan play a couple of these games. I've never played them myself, but I've seen Nan play these games. Oh, actually, I, I have technically played one with Nan that was a crossover with Phoenix Wright. But uh, the uh, puzzles, every time they pop up, you got that zero, zero, and a number one, and it's always the same font for every game, and this pops up in the movie. I'm like, you motherfuckers! There's no way you're getting to 100 puzzles. But anyways, yeah. Just seeing that font, I was like, oof oof, this is for the people who plays the games, isn't it?
1: Honestly, uh, I kind of solved a lot of the puzzles uh, ahead of time, as well as, you know, the plot, you know, ending kind of thing. But, yeah, no, the puzzles are pretty much on par with what the game provides. It's it's a little abstract sometimes. Yeah,
2: I think, because, you know, in the games, you're supposed to solve the puzzle. In the movie... (sighs) You could maybe like possibly figure it out. I figured out the first puzzle and I felt very, very proud of myself and never figured out a single puzzle after that. Actually, mm-hmm. no, I did figure out the one where they're trying to get away from the wolves. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, I, other than that, it's like one of those like, oh, if you caught it, if you happen to remember or there was like a small glance. Uh, other than that, there's a lot of like uh, like that Sherlock kind of stuff where you see like the letters and numbers fly, the equations flying in the air and Leighton just like, I know the the answer. I'm like, fucking spill it, man, because I didn't fucking keep up.
1: <laughs> and what really helps is that in his little uh, thought process, it actually showcases the hints that relate to the to solving the problem. Mm. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah.
0: It felt like a video game in those situations.
2: Yeah, Very much so. Yeah, it really did.
0: Music slaps.
2: Music was really good. So I know Leighton's theme, and that's the only one that I actually know is like his Mm -hmm. actual theme. Uh, Because also I had to put... uh, I also had to put uh, uh, the theme together Uh, for uh, for, for some of our intros, for our streams and all that stuff. Um, So I'm familiar with his theme. Um, but yeah, uh, all these other music came on with so much different instruments. It was awesome. I don't. I'm not a music guy, so I can't name the instruments, but it sounded nice. And oh, there was yeah. music box stuff. The uh, the game also is just really good
1: soundtrack. It's just it really sets the tone. It really. It's not. It's something you can listen to while solving a puzzle, and even if it's taking you like 15
2: minutes. But then when it's it gets dramatic, draining. it's dramatic. And oh yeah, good. Square. yeah
0: i would i would enjoy a vinyl of the soundtrack for this movie
2: actually i might just kind of like just fucking sit my ass down like listen to like the soundtrack of like you know a latent game or something like that and just like have that on the background while i'm working on stuff like it's really it's nice good.
0: it's it's easy to it's easy to just kind of relax too and it's got kind of a central theme that follows throughout it that's nice to listen to one of the things that really draws me to the plot of this film is that uh, throughout human history, something that always stands out is humans are always connected somehow through music. So whenever a plot uses musical history to tell its story, it's something that a lot of cultures can connect to because we all have that. I mean, sure, maybe not so much when it comes to like the United States since it's like a young country and a lot of our songs are kind mm. of... Based off of others, but when it comes to, like, true, like, old history, you see that, like, music just made up most of their their time, their happiness. A lot of, like, what made them survive through history was a lot yeah. of their music.
2: I I mean, we have I jazz. Do, yeah, I was going to say, I do not know enough about musical history to, to counter your claim, but I do feel like a lot of, like, there's a lot of more modern, like, punk. Uh, I'm not,
0: I'm... The only reason I brought drums, that up is because drums, the United jazz. States is only, you know, about It is. So yeah, a lot of our music, a lot of our music is young, is but Exactly. I'm talking about right. like a little legacy. I'm talking but it is. past like even 7,000 years ago and like the first documentation of a lot of like Chinese sure. history. You know? Yeah. All right. I'm talking about that. Like, what's I,
2: I, a fair but point. I, but I would even contend that even uh, music as young uh, and generationalized uh, as music coming originating out of America has still made quite an indelible impact. I think worldwide. Um, I I understand
0: difference. that. That's that wasn't the. I wasn't okay. trying to take away yeah. from that. What I was just talking about was There's history. It's history. I, it was confusing. I understand. Let's move on.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no, this music connects us all, you say the uh actually, the history of the Ambrosians uh revolved around music they from the play they they seem to revel in it, and the queen herself was a very prominent figure with music
2: i um I was kind of almost a little disappointed when they raise up. The city, because, like, yeah, you have, like, when they're in the islands and, like, you have, like, all these, like, weird little, like, rocks kind of outside of the island, somewhere out in the water. When they raise the uh, island up and you find out it was a whole city and that these little things were, like, interconnected pipes, I thought it was going to play a song. Granted, with how big those pipes were, it would probably, like, cause, like, earthquakes or tsunamis, but I wanted it to play something.
1: I'm afraid some of that's lost to time.
2: Come on!
1: Well, at least until, like... I just need them to find
2: where the keys are. (laughs) Yeah,
1: until, like, people go and research it. There you go. You know, archaeologists really check shit out. Uh, Honestly, finding it and then presenting it to the world is a huge archaeological find, and it's just going to add to Professor Layton's uh, renown, which... I think kind of takes a lot away from the bad guy, which enrages him.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did seem like so. It's one of those <laughs> things like he wanted to uncover the truth. He wanted to be the one to discover it uh, towards the very end. Like he wanted to find the city, wanted to solve the problem, and he did for the most part solve most of the most of all of the things that needed to be solved. He, just he was missing, was missing one? one vital key. And so he's playing the song, and he's like, Woman, over there, you, sing the song, and we're together, we'll unlock the secrets of the city. And missing that one key, uh, Leighton fucking schools his ass. Is like, nope, here, you're missing a bit. And he starts playing the song, getting all of it right, and the guy is just fucking seething. What's the name of that bad guy? Descalé. Descalé. And he's just fucking seething, because he wants what's at the end of end of the stick at the end of the puzzle, at the end of the maze, but he wants to also be the one to get there. You could so totally tell in this movie, and it's it's pretty great.
1: Yeah, he's from the first of the prequel. Hmm. Uh, fuck, what was the game, called? Uh, I think, Square And you said it was the Diabolical Box? Uh, uh.
0: This happens in between the events of The Last Spectre and... Oh. Uh, the Miracle Mask. Oh, sometime no. after the events of the second game of the original trilogy, Professor Layton and the Diabolical Box. Oh. Mm. I thought this was more of a prequel
1: because mm. Emmy is not in the original trilogy.
0: Yeah, but Emmy
2: kicks so much ass. I don't know who Emmy is. I'm not familiar. But she kicks so much
0: ass in
2: this movie.
1: Well, in the first part of the – or the first game of the prequel trilogy – Emmy's introduced as sort of an assistant. She uh, sure. is assisting with both research, yeah. her own research.
0: She's a grad student. Pretty much,
2: yeah. They do such a good... I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know her, but I'm assuming they do such good service to her showing. One, she's able to solve the complex puzzles. She's able to keep up uh, uh, with Layton. Uh, is out there helping people. But then also... <laughs> She literally physically goes and kicks the shit out of henchmen wolves. <laughs> shit! This girl will fight everybody, and I think
1: she could win. <laughs> and that's actually part of a lot of the stories, like in the in the. In the prequel she kicks the
2: guy's Nard's so bad, I'm pretty sure he wishes he was dead.
1: Uh, she literally kicks ass. Her and along with one of the other. Characters from the games, um, Inspector Cross
2: Grosky. So, speaking of which, Squaring, can you tell us about uh, 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 the things that this indestructible uh, uh, Scotland Yard fucking uh, police officer, detective—I don't know what they're called—has gone through? This amazing furry chested man.
0: He fought clown sharks.
2: Clown sharks, which I guess he
0: fought clown sharks
2: i guess the nose was also showing that they were being mind controlled
0: i think so yeah but you know the do you the need didn't mind? have yellow like orbs at the end of their ears you can't yeah. tell me that was an antenna thing he looked at the sharks put a nose cap over them and still thought that's a little too scary for my taste <laughs> threw a yellow ball at the end it was like fucking perfect do you
2: need to mind control sharks?
0: Yes, to get them to constantly frenzy. Because that's what it seemed oh, like he was doing. That's true. Yeah.
2: But how many times has this man... Not only did he survive the first time going through the shark-infested waters, which actually he came out almost perfectly. Hair perfect. Clothes barely even ruffled. Just wet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many mm-hmm. times did this man get fucking sent back into the water?
0: Two times. First time, he falls off. Climbs back up. He's there, sees a little girl singing a song, little girl pushes him off the boat. You know, never trust a little girl, we all understand, we all learned that lesson the hard way, I guess, I don't know. Obviously,
2: I saw the orphan.
0: All right there you go, and uh, next thing you know, he's escaping sharks again, and you're like, holy shit, this guy's cool as hell, and then using the, uh, his, the force of suction from his own palms climbs his way back up the ship again and you're like this guy's so dope ship explodes he jumps <laughs> off the ship mid explosion and then just starts swimming just yeah, going he, for it he, yeah, dodges, after a
1: while he just is surfing on or on top of like made a makeshift raft on the wreckage he dodges using his submarines. own
0: clothes oh yeah he does dodge submarines as well and his hair never ruffled to the point where it can't be fixed within a second.
2: Uh, I will say by by the time he makes it to the island, he has lost his chowness. Yes. He has no underwear. <laughs> uh, listen, which...
0: I wish we could all freeball it like Grosky. We're which all jealous. Was... That's why we bring this up. We're seething with that jealousy that we do not have the strength to freeball it like this strong man but just my hat off to him.
2: I'm aware it's not important that he loses his chilliness, but I feel like it's a plot point.
0: <laughs> you it's don't understand the, how important those are. It's that man is so after powerful. It's
2: credit scene.
0: <laughs> Look, you have to understand. You know the story of Samson from, uh, from the Bible? Yeah. That's Grosky, except it's his boxers, not his hair. So, like, if he loses those boxers, he does lose his power. I don't, well, oh. yeah,
2: I guess he hasn't needed the power since... I was going to say, I don't know, man, I think it might be his chest hair. But, like, honestly, he never really needed the power since he got it on the island. I don't think exactly. he was ever attacked by wolves or any of that. So
0: Exactly. Fair it's it's That's why the underwear was so important. You can see him holding up the remnants of his chest hair, gluing it back on, and some determination to get his power back in the end credit scene. You know, you saw him happy that he got his underwear back, which means... That's
2: his power. Yeah, it's so weird. He's just standing in front. Well, no one's looking at him except I think Leighton was looking <laughs> back, like, what the fuck's happening back there? But, like, yeah, it's this big victorious scene of him holding up his fucking chin. <laughs> just like victorious, like, I found it, folks. I'm complete again. <laughs>
0: to draw parallels back to Sherlock, what's really great about Grosky is he represents the, Lush, uh, the Lestrade character from Scotland Yard, except, like, When usually he's a character portrayed as, like, someone that is constantly following after Sherlock just to, like, be there in the moments to make sure they help catch the bad guy, this guy's just like, I don't understand sometimes. It's like he is the most competent person, but the least competent cop.
1: Okay, He is single-focused, really. uh, That's that's really what he comes off as. Uh, He is... An excellent um, detective kind of thing. He he knows how to do the right thing. It's just that when he's on one path, he's going on there until he gets distracted to another path, and then he's on that. So he can get mixed up. So he's ADHD. I, think, I guess you could say that.
2: I think he's bumbling but indestructible.
1: Actually they showcase him strong as fuck in the first game because Indestructible or in the uh, first uh, the game that uh, he's in because uh Layton sees like this this thief running past him and so his uh assistant uh, takes takes chase trying to catch him. And all the while there's just like only hint like they're showcasing a little bit of the Grosky going, but they don't really show him yet. Until, like, the guy is just at a, uh, you know, he got away from Emmy. He's running past the brick wall. You know, he sounds victorious. And then he gets fucking tackled through a
2: brick wall by Grosky. So he fucking, like, Kool-Aid man slash Adam Jensen's this
0: guy. (laughs) That's the exact way to put it. No other way.
1: So he's very much right at the beginning, you know, pointed as a very... Powerful man.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. like So he's a Terminator, just bumbling. like yeah, just A little say. bit, yeah. I'm not wrong, I think. I don't know. And uh, I guess you could probably call
1: Luke his... Uh, his uh, number one apprentice. Number one apprentice, kind of Watson-esque character. Though he is a child, so there's more... There's, there's more
2: naivete and more him learning from Sherlock rather than him... Uh, being a sort of equal of sorts
1: yeah becoming capable in his own right and as well as yes. gifted in yeah, understanding and talking to animals uh, I think
2: that, w- that that was a pretty good thing that this movie did is is you know no no one seems as smart as Layton but everyone is competent and capable useful, in their own way and useful yeah
0: yeah everyone has their role and they play it perfectly no and seem everyone there never seemed like too much of a throwaway character. Because even like the people that were chasing down this uh, vial of eternal youth, like, they were smart enough to solve these puzzles and get as far as they did on the island with those that are left. So... You ever feel like anyone in this world seems incompetent?
2: Yeah, and even the people who are like, because you get those kind of like characters, you know, in, in that you would get in a death game. You know, you get some of the less uh, savory characters, and so some of them are just like, "Ooh, I'm just gonna follow leighton to uh, the, you know, wh- where he goes." And leighton deviates from the path because he's trying to solve a different uh, puzzle than the uh, death game puzzles. Um, and so, yeah, they follow him through, and then, you know, I don't know, cliche bad guy thing, they just kind of, like, as soon as he goes through the the path they think is correct, they just push him out of the way, But like, alright, here we go, thanks for the answers, professor! And then they eat shit. And he, like a boss, just one arm grabs a ledge while falling down, and is
0: able to just pick himself up. <laughs> Man, can you explain all the things you have to do to be a gentleman?
1: <sighs> if I could answer that, but, um... Honestly, it's it's kind of what you would characteristically think of as a gentleman. Uh, a gentleman
2: a speak, uh, drinks,
1: respect women, juice. Yes, <laughs> he's very much uh, a gentleman to a tee. He's uh, very courteous. He's very aware of the situation and knows what to respond in 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 such a case. Um, wears a top hat yeah uh, of
2: course top hats
1: pretty important
2: no monocle monocle optional monocle optional okay hey and, in this uh, house it's no you know no no hats no monocles no problem man but all right i guess we're not gentlemanly enough
1: yeah no we're not but uh yeah it's everything you would think of and then he's also a great detective s character and a
2: been
1: yeah well gentleman's got to take up a few hobbies yeah, aside from archaeology, what is
0: the most gentlemanly job to have? Yeah, yeah, that's about right. No, I asked what is the most gentlemanly job to have. Oh, uh,
1: um, uh, I would probably say maybe a shopkeeper or like a librarian or like you know a book. Uh, L- store you know, yeah. Yeah. Librarian,
2: historian, I think those are good options. Those are good oh, yeah. options. Those are good um, options.
1: Those are probably what I'd
2: pick as I think, probably the most yeah. gentlemanly. I think something in public service, I think.
0: I think... When lawyers used to be called solicitors, that was when it was a gentlemanly career. Hmm. It's like, oh, yes, go to the local solicitor and he'll help you out of your legal troubles. No, I
2: think if you call someone a solicitor, I think it's a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Sorry, are you soliciting me, Squaring? Oh, <laughs> For sure.
0: What a gentleman. Always.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Back in the day when the, they had the title Esquire, they were gentlemen.
0: Ah. Uh. Those were the days, you know, when everything sucked. Anyway. <laughs> Those were the days. When it comes to this movie, it's a weird kind of situation here because when it starts out, like, the music hits you and it's really good, but then the design comes in and it's, it's not – I wouldn't blame anybody who saw this movie and immediately started making a little bit of parallels too instead of – because isn't Professor Layton based off of, like, the Phoenix Wright series as well?
2: Mm, no no are Aren't they, they... a crossover because the fans were chomping to the bitch, okay. but it's a different game company different artists different okay good i didn't know that producers.
0: part because that's why i was a little bit confused because yeah. like when i was starting this like i actually was connecting a little bit more to like the works of hayao miyazaki when i okay. saw like the animation okay. style uh the music was very reminiscent of like joe Hisaishi's style of making music for these films Um, where there was, like, whimsicality to it, but still that sense of, like, a realistic uh, feeling to everything going on. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. like, this world is fantastical, but this music makes you believe that it could be real, in a sense.
1: Yeah. And, um, character
2: design is great. Yeah, I think everything works together cohesively to make this world, uh I don't know. As Nance tried to explain, ground, grounded in a way, but also fantastical in other ways.
0: Which you know, again, pulling to like Indiana Jones, which is grounded in our reality, but with the truth that like biblical magic and religious magic from a bunch of different cultures exists and is real.
2: What Indiana Jones needs is giant fucking mechs.
0: Yes, it always <laughs> needed that. That's why Dial of Destiny is failing. It doesn't have a Gundam fight. Oh. Oh,
1: actually, this isn't the first Mech Professor Layton has encountered. It was
2: and defeated. Bonkers. Hey, man, you've played your hand. But then again, with how many games you say they are? Yeah, let, Why not? Let's have more Mech. That's like yeah, honestly, that,
0: that wh- is the natural progression of every film series. You get to the point where it's just like, all right, where's the Mech? Like, why haven't we gotten here?
2: When y- y'all mentioned character design, and I want to go into that a little bit because as we, I, I'm sure I've mentioned it before in other uh, podcasts, but as I really noted. Uh, in uh, Treasure Planet. I love me some fucking weirdo freakazoid. Yes, yes you do. Uh, And like uh, these characters, like this is an art style that you will never be able to accuse of having same face syndrome. Everyone has a unique... Face, everyone has a unique look, style, they dress d- differently. We have main characters, but also just background characters. Like, we never saw that guy or lady again who fell into the pit, but they had a unique look to them. Even the henchmen had different body shapes and sizes. F- and they, you know, wearing their same mask and uniform. Yeah, no,
0: you're right. It never felt like you were looking at a faceless cloud like you usually do in films like this, but like an actual crowd of people where you could get lost in like the sea of faces focusing on one each individual face because there's something different about
2: it i think what i was laughing about was i think leighton i don't know if it was the opera girl or if it was a different girl just like standing face to face and like (laughs) leighton has got these little beady eyes uh, uh, and like you know this kind of long tall face and like just like a smile uh, to him and like he was standing opposite like the kind of cliche like big huge bug eye anime character and I'm like they have completely different eye to face <laughs> ratios
1: here yeah he's not the most detailed looking character he if, if honestly if he was in a crowd in a movie no or but what he like has is he a strong
2: it? silhouette it's you true. would know Leighton blacked out of any detail right away. This is very true. Very strong silhouette. But honestly, if you were to look at his
1: facial features and whatnot, he just looked like someone in the background, honestly. And uh, it's pretty badass what they made out of that character.
0: You know what we haven't talked about? What haven't we talked about? What the composer was doing with that... Uh
1: right Morgan. right
0: so you know how people die and then people can't get over the fact that people died well yeah. he did that thing where you're not supposed to do what people died and that's forced that person to still survive in some sort of way yep science went yeah. too far and what made it worse is they used their their devil science and mixed it with the purity of music how
1: dare they? the magical power of music that allows this shit to happen
0: Oh, you your right. musicians he were so excited about the fact that you could. You never stopped to ask yourself if you
1: should. Yeah.
0: Anytime I can use I that why, Jeff Goldblum of, line from uh, from Jurassic Park, I'm going to gonna say,
1: use it. <laughs> I was just about to say, you're going to be like, oh, uh, like, oh my god, I brought you here to defend <laughs> me, and all I got on my side is a blood sucking <laughs> lawyer. Damn. But anyways, uh, yeah, the old the composer
2: lost his daughter. At I think uh, mirroring the. Um, Ambrosian's she tale. died young, sick. Yeah, he he has a daughter who's very musically talented and gifted, and she is dying, and he's spending his last times with her. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, he does seem like he's spending his last times with her, but like all the while searching for a way to sort of you know cure, cure her, her or help her. You know, he wants her life. to
0: bring her back for good,
2: and in doing so, he in doing so he uh in trust what was his name again Descole Descale, who designs this fucking organ machine yep. What is, what is, what is okay so like uh, he designs this machine and yeah this machine is supposed to be played while you have this weird mind control device on top of other girls who I guess he decides have to be as gifted as his daughter which I don't understand cuz well, it didn't. Could, could, when, when she takes over, could she she not just impart her talent? Well, he thought he could use
1: just anyone. Oh, and they so, got but rejected. It, but right? they but they rejected the his daughters. Yeah, uh, I guess there's so identity. much to
2: talk about with that plan. Yeah. Um, so let me take it section at a time, though. All right. And so uh, my first confusion is one: the Oregon. It has these little light bulbs that are going out, and I guess he has to use the device on someone before the last light goes out. What is that? Why?
1: Uh, that seems
2: like just a plot uh, thing and has no real reason to be that way. I think that's a plot
1: thing that has no reason to be that way. It's
0: because it's based off of life energy. Someone died for those lights to be on. Do you know what they would have to sacrifice to, to just are you make saying? this work?
2: Are you saying he's there's murdered people inside of this Oregon?
0: I mean, it's a it's a story from Japan. I was hoping it'd go that way.
2: That sounds metal as fuck. I'll take it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: secondly, so he doesn't know, but it turns out the reason why mm. the other subjects rejected, eventually rejected, uh, being Im- imprinted with his daughter. Was because it always came down to their choice. He thought that they had to be a closer match, and for some reason, that closer match meant they had to have his daughter's musical talent.
1: Uh, that actually came in later. The only reason he got this sure. current girl is because he thought that. But before yes, that's he what just what I'm got
2: saying though. So yeah. he thought like you know. So he's like, oh well, that didn't work. So clearly, he had to be more like my daughter. How? Like what he do did. Do to- uh, how do you, because the little meter on how much transferred your daughter was didn't fill up all the way, you're like, I guess she has to be musically talented. So he steals these musically talented girls, gives them PTSD, <laughs> and in that they have to have to fight and contend with these memories of this other person who may or may not be trying to take their body. And like uh, we had like the, the the girl who who pushes um. Groski oh, off okay, off yeah. the boat. She has a real fucking smaller moment where she's just like, <laughs> "Oh hey yeah," that no, I know it's great. <laughs> 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 we're not. He's not a real father. I'm like, "All right, hold on, wait." And so yeah, it's fucked up. This girl has to go through it. And granted, by the end, they're like, okay. "Oh yeah, no," she pushed her out completely. She's fine. But it turns out that he created a device that requires consent, which. Amazing, but also, like, yeah, the first girl was like, yeah, hey, no, I'm not doing much, and you deserve to live as much as anyone else. Go on, take over my body. It's fine. It's good.
1: Yeah, he, she uh, Janice
2: gives up her body to... It's so many questions on so many fronts. Tried to outline most of them, but I feel like I still... Baffles. <laughs> like I said, there's...
1: Mysticism in this in this series, so it's kinda gotta just take it and uh you know, that's a thing.
2: Uh ethic- I do love that the mystery brainwashing machine does require consent even to the unwilling participants. That
0: is key. It's always key to get consent. Always remember that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Of course, fortunately the, the
1: composer doesn't know that, but no. so he keeps throwing girls in there. Boy, you could
0: have saved him a lot of time if he would have just known
1: to. And he didn't know that his daughter was inside
0: Janice. If he would have just known to get consent, and it would have saved him a lot of time. Yeah, it would well, have. No,
2: if no, I just mean if the first girl, like, who uh, accepted the daughter and allowed her to, like, you know, kind of take the wheel for a bit, if her daughter would just, his daughter would just have been like, hey, yeah, uh, stop. <laughs> Listen, I, I can enjoy my time. Well, actually, she was trying to go out and live her life, but, like, did she not at all talk to her dad at that point? I
1: don't think so. I think if they kind of went wh- off on their own. And...
2: Why didn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Get him to Stop. <laughs> She went along with this whole thing. She invited Leighton was like, ah, when he figures it out, that'll be a good time to review. But she let this other kid get taken over and this other kid almost got taken over as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, look, you know, sometimes you really try your best, you know, and it doesn't go the way you hoped.
2: I will say, like I said, I've only played one Leighton game and it was a crossover with Phoenix Wright. Because I play all the Phoenix rights, Nan has played all the Leightons. I got real pissed at the end of the crossover game when, like, this man who. I won't get to I won't go into too much detail because it doesn't matter for this purposes. But, like, the man who's behind the whole thing kidnapped these people, brainwashed them, put them through hell. Basically, a. Um, WandaVision type situation that he made oh, shit, people right. live through this whole fucking bullshit ordeal. That's fucked up, and in no way can be consented to at a, at a certain point. Like even if people it originally, they can't consent when you rebrainwash them and sacrifice human sacrifice themselves. Even though once again they're not really dead. Whatever, it's all thing. And at the end of it, no jail time, no consequences, and this and that. And I thought that was going to happen at the end of this movie with the fucking guy who's like, I've been brainwashing these girls to bring back my dead daughter, at least her memories and all that stuff. And I was like, this motherfucker, he's not going to. They're going to be like, oh, it's going to be the Grinch where like he said he was sorry, and I was going to be so fucking pissed. But we get the fucking credit scene where we get slideshows, and he's in jail playing the piano, and I'm like. It's like Paddington shit. And I'm like, you know what?
0: I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll- oh, the ending credits had such a great wrap up moment. Yeah.
1: I mean, aside from like the super bad guy, a lot of people do face consequences in the Leighton games.
0: Okay.
2: I'm just saying, the one so, that I ever participated in, fair I enough. was super
1: fucking pissed. I mean, we don't know I'm he got
0: super happy though. I'm super happy with the guy that was just like, I only have six months to live. He got a friend at the end who was there at his bedside reading books with him. He did,
2: because another lady that we meet... Because our our other characters are part of this death game. They get a little bit of characterization. Now, granted, they're not the main focus. But we get characterization from some of them. We get a failed actress. We get a... Well, we No, sorry, not no, failed actress. She's a successful actress and model. Um, but we get, like, another guy who was, like, a formerly, like, a football star, but, like, yet you know, after leg injuries, fucked yep. up. We get, you know, the dying grandpa. And then one of those other ladies who's, like, an author. And people are just, like, as they're recognizing, they're like, oh, I know you, and this and that. And for a while, I thought the plot was, like, all right, we're going to kill the rich and famous. Uh, based? Like, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, let's I, go. I, by by the end credits we get like you know the guy who has 6 months live, he's on a bed presumably in a hospital bed and like yeah he had forged friendships with this lady who wrote books and she comes in and she's uh he's reading her books and she's talking with him and spending time with him in his presumably last days I don't know it's
0: kind of it's so
2: cute it's yeah it's very heartwarming <laughs> the end of this movie yeah if not a little sad you know the the, the daughter saying her final goodbyes to her dad. I wish they had played a song together by the end. Mm -hmm. Um, That would have been, like, a real sweet moment. But, like, yeah, she she gives her goodbyes and says, like, And she's standing in front of a grave and everything. And
0: Ambrosia rose again because their queen had reincarnated. She just died early again. Oh, yeah. She had returned to Ambrosia one more time. Just to
2: die with her people. Well, Gift she was supposedly a reincarnation. You could take or leave that plot point, honestly, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it's just a nice sentiment like, that Britain
2: yeah, laid I, out. When we watched that, didn't someone point that out? Like, Luke or someone pointed that out? And did you? weren't you like, fuck off?
0: <laughs> 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 Maybe. <laughs> that might have been me.
2: <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, you could say, okay, she was reincarnated part. But she doesn't know. She's not a part of it. She, she doesn't have a connection to that. She's saying goodbye to her dad. Yeah. That was her big emotional connection. It's uh, just the stories mirroring each other was kind of nice and serendipitous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh
1: I think it's just uh a little a little thing that Layton put up saying, "You know what? Maybe she is the reincarnation. We'll never know." <laughs> kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Just to put up But I uh, said
0: it first. You guys have to know that I said it first. He did. He said,
2: "Fuck off with that shit." And I was like, "This man I did the <laughs> I did the, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where I'm standing up and pointing.
0: <clears throat> Alright. Are we missing anything? Uh any hey, last minute topics?
2: Scotland Yard guy, main characters I think, Emmy kicking lots of ass. Emmy
0: kicking ass.
2: Uh, the mech. The the music sh- the fucking ship. The music sharks with clown noses. Yeah, no, I th- I think that's about it. There's nothing I can think of. I mean, you know, there's a couple stuff with, like, the puzzles and how they solve. But, like, you yeah, know, one of those, you kind of just got to check it out.
0: And I guess I just have one last question for this <laughs> riddle, Kaz.
2: <laughs> so, did you like it? I did, actually. I I think me and you both had the same sentiment we told Nan, where we're like, okay, well, it's a, based on a video game movie and one, a video game, like, you know, I only have experience in, like, just kind of watching Nan a little bit while I'm, like, at work and he's stream and Uh, and then you have no connection to. And so I was like, oh, is this going to be like an endless waltz thing where it feels like a companion piece, but it doesn't feel complete? Um, But no, uh, from the go, the movie gets you fucking fucking uh hooked because of the wild ass uh things happening on screen followed by this amazing music and then it keeps you interested you know with the mysteries the puzzles and all that stuff and as well as like the intrigue nan said he was figuring out a lot of the puzzles i figured out like maybe two of them and he said he figured out the story i didn't expect the story to go where it was going honestly maybe i'm dumb i don't know but like yeah it, it 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 caught me off surprise and it was interesting. I thought it was a pretty enjoyable time. There are times where it feels like it's a little video gamey in that like in in it, in in a way that it's felt in service to fans, which is nice it's good for the fans. But I'm um, like, this, I mean, okay, I, I feel like, you know, maybe if we trimmed this, we could have, but otherwise, no, I was pretty engaged the whole time. I, ha- I had a good time. I th- I think the the story and the mysteries were all intriguing enough. The puzzles were like, oh, okay, that is pretty clever. You know, that's fine. Uh, and then it gets, f- and then it when it's like, hey, look, yeah, we don't have um, thought-provoking puzzles. We just throw mechs and dumb shit at you and just fuck it. You know what? Accept our reality, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. And I, overall, I, yeah, I had a fun time. I, 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 I enjoyed watching this. Um, <laughs> oh, am I supposed to ask Baron or am I supposed to ask Jake? Dan?
0: You usually ask Nan.
2: Dead Yan, yeah, guy next to me. You, you yes. there? Yes. With a face. So did you like it? This very much mirrored one of the
1: games. You, I could easily see it playing this, this, this. Uh, you know, this, this movie, this episode kind of thing. Yes. I absolutely adored it. Uh, there was, there was parts that were fan servicey, but it wasn't in the way it was noticeable. Uh, and the store, like it played beat by beat how a game would really go. Uh, the game is more puzzle focused, but, uh, it's, it's got a story in there that's intriguing. Uh, it's got really good character building and really great designs. It's, and I love the Layton games, absolutely. So I absolutely adored this game, uh, this movie. So yeah, I liked
2: it. Well, I will, I will I know, like add one thing uh, on in the me me saying like some of it could have been cut. I just it, actually this is less on the side of it should have been cut. One of the things I'm thinking is uh I was thinking while watching it I'm like there's certain things where you're like wait, what? Uh, okay, wait, what? and the ga- the movie just expects you to just take it or leave it. Like hey, look, we're you know, we didn't explain anything. We're going on. We're going in this direction, and you just got to follow with it. And, like, one of the things was, like, uh, late in making the jalopy helicopter it was like, what, what? And it's like, no, it just works. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> And then later on, it has a functionality, which we didn't expect. It was like, no, 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 shut up. It's fine. Like, just go along with it. It's just Have fun. Which, in a way, I'm like, all right. <laughs> but also, I'm like, it?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you've never experienced Professor Layton and, like, you don't know if you really want to commit to playing, like, the video games yet and you just want to get a sense of the characters and what the story could be like, it's a good movie to watch. It's fun. Um, you don't need a lot of background knowledge to watch this movie. It kind of tells you everything as it's going. Sure, you don't know all the stuff about, like, Descalay or some of the other characters you see, but they limit that importance of their character stories like their backgrounds to make it easier for new people to come in and experience these characters and this world i thought it was good i thought it was fun um there are probably a lot of people i could show this to and they would have a good time with it uh so i would i would recommend it to anybody who just wants a fun whimsical animated film that you could just you know, sit down with your friends and have a good time with, and not have to like, you know, question your whole life about the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: It's good. It's fun, uh, and the music uh, still fucking slaps.
2: And the music, I think, is a real big highlight for this. I mean, I all all the soundtrack.
0: I want this soundtrack
2: so but bad. What, what a good addition to the, like, adult-themed part of our uh, Summer of Animation. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this one did kind of pop out of nowhere, because I this, think, like, this, it, this I kind of think uh, originally I had a different movie, and then... oh well, I mean, I know I had a different movie, and then Nan was like, Hey, you know, hey, apparently that's available. I'm like, oh, you want to watch that? He was like, I'll totally be down. I was like, hey, Squaring Fucking just audible right now! Roll with it! I don't know anything! <laughs> do it
0: <laughs> and i just was like all
2: right but, but i gotta say we had a surprisingly really good time though this would have fit more with a family-friendly side
0: it would have but honestly the whole point of this summer and with all summer renovations is just to check out films we either have never seen or show each other films we've always wanted to show each other yeah i feel like we won this week john yeah. travolta can't hurt us this week and that's what matters
2: we won this month i think or well, these last two months
0: yeah these Doing last good? two months have been great oh They're my rock. gosh it's been
2: solid animation they, they've rocked uh, and then there's been endless waltz but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> and we're yeah. just
0: gonna screw ourselves over next month anyway Kaz what do you got going on in your life
2: yeah Oh, okay so you can catch these uh, live uh, these podcasts live at twitch.tv forward slash second respawn where we have inside jokes sometimes uh, that you can catch um that are are dumb and should be edited out but anyways <laughs> um uh, but yeah other than that we're variety streamers me and bubs are gonna try again on monday to be stealth goblins in the game called sticks shard of darkness if that doesn't work then uh, fuck it oh actually no i don't think we are actually this next week uh we're going on vacation we're gonna have another episode recorded and uh ahead of time uh, to keep up with the podcast schedule but we are not going to be around for next week because we're going to merry old London, speaking of Professor Layton. Um, so that's going to be fun. I hope to have fun. Um, and if I die in a plane crash, uh, Square is going to continue this whole podcast with a new guest. But that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, we do variety streams. We do, uh, you know, Monster Hunter, uh, co-op games, um, uh, funky funky stuff. So, you know, keep on the lookout for that. Square en! What do you got going on in your life outside of this podcast?
0: Nothing right now. Uh, I've got no, no things in the works until maybe like September for other stuff. So if you just enjoy listening to this podcast, I ask that you please share it with other people that might enjoy it. And uh, I just thank you for taking the time to have some fun with us. But if you want to see where I'm on, what I'm doing on Twitter, you can follow me at SirSquarin, S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. And if I do get to do anything more creative in the future besides the podcast, I will announce it there. Um, but until then, yeah. Thank you I just wish, for listening.
2: I wish since Nan was on this episode, I had him do our fucking uh, ad for our channel because he is way better at <laughs> it than I. <laughs> every, every week, I should always, always kick it on over to him. And yet... Mm-hmm. I put my way through it.
0: It's almost like you're the co-host here. Just so Uh. proud of you sometimes, you know? Uh, So, a little bit of a snag with next uh, week's episode. We were going to try to do Son of the White Mare. Unfortunately, we couldn't find a good way to watch it. Um, So we had to go back with our original plan so you can catch next week's episode about the movie Red Line. We had fun ending it with a just... Absolutely wild animated film. Basically Speed Racer on crack, so we look forward to that episode next week. Uh I mean Nan, he I know you guys are part of the same channel and you guys do, you know, everything together for second respawn, but is there anything else that he might have missed that you wanted to shout out?
1: We've got uh, fun streams in the works. Uh there will be a Jake Nan versus Sans Undertale stream where I do the whole genocide run, and attempt to beat Sans, who I've never defeated. Sans McUndertale. Oh, Sans McUndertale.
0: Uh, what about Um Amiibo Fight Club?
1: Amiibo Fight Club is also one of them that is going to be.
2: It's usually quarterly, I think. Yeah. So. So
1: in like two months or so, we'll be having Amiibo Fight Club. But yeah, it's uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I take the amiibos, train them, the little AI statues and such, statues and cards, and uh, we all watch them fight for our enjoyment.
0: So if that interests you guys um, and you wanna you wanna be a little more part of like the movie scene here, you can go to Second Respawn's channel on Twitch, hang out with them, talk with them, join their Discord, and you can be a part of the amiibo Fight Club. Come watch the movies with us on Wednesdays and just know what might be going on in our, our day-to-day scheduling. Uh, this and all your
2: questions to, to twitter.com forward slash
0: I hate you so much. Uh, this podcast comes out every week edited thanks to the work of our good friend uh, Tucker Wins uh, on Twitter at Tucker Wins or on Twitch when he can stream at twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore Wins or you can find his music on uh, Spotify under the name Tucker Wins Stanley. Uh, this 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 show only exists because he's willing to put up with us, and we still don't know why. But is his
2: name Stanley or is it Winstan?
0: It's Winstanley. Winstanley. <laughs> okay. Did did it take you a lot to figure that out, Professor?
2: No, I'm just like, was the wins part of it like just like a. Never mind, I'm gonna ring up like an old internet person that no one remembers, so don't worry about it. But yeah, I thought the wins <laughs> might have been separate. He thought he was the champion of Stanley's. Listen.
0: Look, you did your best, and I'm just I'm just happy we could have been here to see this.
2: He's only been our editor for a couple years now. I don't know his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Uh Bye. Yes. Yes. And be a gentleman
2: to everyone you meet, and if not, be the gentleman you want to see in the world.
0: All right, you chode.
2: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>